Welcome to Under the Plum Bod Podcast, a podcast related to all things about the series called The Sims. We avoid the real world. We're talking about our made-up ones. Today, we're talking about open worlds in The Sims 3 and a little bit Sims 4. I'm one of your hosts here on Team Cowplant. My name is Marissa. Hi. It's Vanity. And I'm Ava. What up, homie G's? We're going to talk about open worlds. We're going to talk about our favorite. The things that everybody misses from Sims 3. And by everybody, I mean me. Because at the end of the day, I want to hop on a broom and sail around. But unfortunately, with Sims 4, you hop on the... There's no brooms. So you want to go somewhere and you have a loading screen of death before you can go. Frustration station. Just saying. Open worlds. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it. But I think there's pros and cons to open worlds. I don't think I miss it as much as everyone else does. Um, I don't know, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about open worlds. Um, we're going to talk about the concept of what the open world was, what exactly that entailed, what we liked about it, and why it didn't work. Um, now, some of the examples of these worlds are Sunset Valley, Twinbrook, Bridgeport, Opelousa Plains, Starlight Shores, Moonlight Falls, and Isla Paradiso. Um, those are the only ones like I, I'm going to be talking about because those are the ones that came with the base game and all the expansions. Um, there were a bunch that were still available on the store, but like I said, there are a million of them. We, we don't need those to prove the point that we're trying to make. And what is that point? It's that the open world in The Sims 3 was amazing. And it was also terrible. And I know that doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it will. I promise. She's like, it was great. But it also sucked. Yeah. But it was... Oh. Honestly, isn't this sentiment of, yep. like, The Sims franchise? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um... It was great. So I'm going to start this off with my experiences with open world. Um, So I'm going to start with what I loved about it. I loved the sheer size of them. There were like a bunch of different lots, but also like little corners in the world where you could just discover new cool stuff. Like that mine shaft in Sunset Valley where like you had so many gems and ores spawned. Uh, The graveyard, obviously, you know, I was going to go there. Um, if you wanted to make like a, a, a little goth person who just wanted to hang out on the great at the graveyard and hang out with all the ghosts, you could. Um, there's the beach if you wanted to go like frolic within the yeah exactly frolic. I don't know if goths frolic, but maybe brood brood among the headstones. Is that something goths do? I don't <laughs> like know. Like slink? slink. Yeah, sure. Um, they just like move their legs without actually lifting their foot you know what I mean? they just kind of slide <laughs> through the gravestones with their do you guys remember thing? that episode of south park where they they introduced the goths and then they were like this is how we dance yes. and it was just like basically just like shuffling one side <laughs> that's what they're doing in the graveyard <laughs> shuffle for a ghost sure let's <laughs> let's say that's what we're doing um Yeah, you could go for a jog along the beach. There was the little neighborhood garden where you had some produce that was growing there that you could then steal and bring home to your own garden. There was always something to do as well. Like you'd get these little pop-ups of like a neighborhood grillathon has started or a chess tournament, which gave you chances to meet your neighbors or to win some prizes or to get some free food. And the worlds were also so big that if you wanted to go fishing on your own for some peace and quiet you could you like you'd be at the fishing hole and no one would be around why because all the other sims were living their own lives besides yours they would go to work they would miss work they would fall in love they would get married they would get divorced they would get pregnant they would adopt pets you would walk into town and people are busy doing their own thing as opposed to you know, in The Sims 4, you load into a lot and all of a sudden the game is like, oh, um, the player is here now, so we need to get all the NPCs down there too so that it doesn't seem like it's a ghost lot. Mm, yeah. And 
literally yeah. like that's like one of the things I hate the most about Sims Four. You walk, you like go, and they're like, oh, it's a karaoke night down at the whatever bar, that one karaoke yep. bar, and you go down there, it's like nobody there, and you're like, okay, well, what the fuck? You tell me it's gonna be a hot yeah. app at its spot, and it's people are busy, and then well, like you then you go to the karaoke, but in the Sims, and no. like it's all the people from Strangerville, and it's like, okay, like why are oh, you God. all here? <laughs> Or you'd go to the karaoke and then all the karaoke machines would be taken because, you know, they suddenly decided that the entire, you know, game file needed to spawn in there and take all the karaoke machines. But it's fine. It's fine. You you do you, Karen. I mean, you suck, but it's fine. It's fine. I can hear you from your room and you suck. I'm booing you from this other room. <laughs> I'm booing you. I hate that. They boo, from outside, they boo from outside your door. But, yeah. Like in the in the Sims Three, it just felt a lot more organic. Like you wouldn't, they wouldn't be walking in because you were there. Like you would be walking in, and they were there. So yeah, it just it it felt alive, and that's what I really loved about the open world system. Now let's talk about why it was not great. Um, basically, because there was so much going on, it sometimes made the game borderline unplayable unless you had like a state-of-the-art rig to play it on and back in the day it just seems like there were very little computers who could run it without any problems my current computer who is not even a year old yet runs it fine <laughs> oh no i'm lying it is a year old um it runs it fine but it still takes ages to load all of my cast items because i have a lot of the store content and like downloadable content and when I go into create a sim and I want to, you know, create an outfit, it'll sometimes take like a full minute before everything's loaded. Um, it doesn't take five minutes anymore like it used to back in the day when, you know, before Sims 4, when Sims 3 was still current. Um, it used to take a lot longer. Like I literally just have to load into CAS, load up an outfit, go get a drink, come back, and then still wait like three minutes for it to load. Um but it still takes longer than it should. It isn't instantaneous like in The Sims 4. And I remember when um, Island Paradise came out, Isla Paradiso was fine until you pumped like a few hours into it and then it yeah. would start lagging to hell. Now, why was that? One of the reasons in that specific world was all of the water. Sims would have to use boats to get around and just like in the normal neighborhood, if the NPCs didn't have one, a vehicle would spawn for them. So sometimes these sims would end up with several vehicles in their inventory, which would slow down the game immensely because those were all just piled in there and that shouldn't be. Now, I've talked about this person before, and Roz, the patron saint of Sims 3 players, made a mod that would fix that problem mostly by deleting all the vehicles in non-player sims inventories at 3 a.m. every night. The Overwatch mod is your friend here, trust me, because it would also turn off all the TVs and radios that were still playing. Because they didn't shut themselves down. If a sim turned it on, they would have to turn it off again, and NPCs didn't always do that. So you would have this open world running with, like, TVs and radios going in every household, and it would get it would get it would really like bog the game down the inventories would get bogged down and pcs back in the day weren't not strong enough yet to handle all that uh there were there was a lot that could because there was so much going on all the time it just it it made the world feel really alive but it also gave the game more opportunities to like mess something up there were rooting errors there were sims getting themselves stuck there were inventories getting bogged down and, you know, it just, it it was a lot for rigs back in the day to handle. Um, in my opinion, The Sims 3 open world was amazing, but it was a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if you had it now, like, okay, so I played, so I'm playing, The Sims 3 is still installed on both my desktop and my laptop. Mm -hmm. And both of those guys are only a couple years old. The laptop is like I got it last year. And then the desktop is like only a couple years old. And it actually runs fine on both of those. I do not remember all of the crashes and the bugs that everybody does in Sim 3. But maybe it's like when I look back on high school and I forget all the shitty, shitty parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I just think about all of like, I remember all my friends and all the good things. And I forget, and I just kind of gloss over the parts that were shitty. But because when I play now, I don't remember them anymore. Because they don't, they don't really happen much anymore. So I'm just like, I don't know if I... Yeah. It was glitchy. That's what I, what I had 
I learned to adapt because I was enjoying the game so much. I was determined to keep playing it despite all of these bugs and errors. So that's how I discovered the NROS mods. You had the save, uh, like the error trap. You had Overwatch. You had so many different mods that would basically you know, look for things that were messing up the game and that would then prevent that. That's because I was so determined to play the game. That's how I found those mods and they helped. Um, I learned to save a lot and often. It just became second nature to save like every 10 minutes so you wouldn't lose hours of gameplay once the game decided to go, nope, don't want to know more. Um, There was a specific error, um, error 12, that would basically affect your save file at some point when you were trying to save. Um, I think basically the explanation that I saw for it was it would be transferring the uh, save packages from the game to the save folder on the computer and like halfway through transferring, it would suddenly lose sight of the save file on the computer and go like I have nowhere to put this now I can't finish what I was doing oh well and that specific error could be mostly prevented if instead of saving in the same game file all the time you would just save as and create a new game file every time it just meant that sometimes you would then have to go in and delete all your other, uh, like your older saves that you weren't using anymore. It just, yeah, it meant you had a lot of save files and that you had to then clean them out every once in a while. But it did mean that I didn't get the error 12 anymore. So I learned to basically, you know, circumvent the bugs and just sort of like get fixes that then became second, like just second nature to me. Because I loved the game so much that I wanted to continue playing it. If this were to happen with The Sims 4, like it suddenly became so buggy that it became unplayable, I don't think I would have the same um, determination to do that because it would just be, eh, I'll go back to Sims 3. Yeah. Kind of. I agree. the, and the fact that you can still play Sims 3, like I would love to play Sims 2, (laughs) but for a couple reasons I can't one um because I don't have it and then two because I feel like I can't go that back I can't take that many steps back in graphics but it's not um, as bad as my, you think my eyeballs can't look at it it's um, really not as bad three is a little hard for me right now <laughs> to play sometimes with the graphics are <sighs> but I I still fall back on sims 3 because it has all of the things that I loved ever so much you know like things that sims 4 doesn't have you know, fucking prom. I think Sims 2 isn't as bad as you think it is. Like, yeah, the graphics are 100% awesome, but it is so fun. It has a lot of replayability. So I really like Sims 2. Um, what you were saying, Ava, about Sims 3, I what I used to do, like, when you were talking about it, it reminded me of um, I never had more than one um, save file. I always kept everything on the same save file and I would basically, I would play things out and then I would like just play as much as I wanted to and then just delete that one and start a new save file because I was always getting so many errors. So I figured out if I just keep everything to one save file, I don't have as many errors and all this stuff because I played with a lot of custom content because of how ugly the Sims people were. Ah, uh, the potato Sims. <laughs> Stupid potato yeah. faces. Yeah. Yeah. So I just would play a family as, you know, typically not longer than two generations, you know, and then just restart with a new, a new type of experience. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think I'm glad like Sims 4, oh my God, I have fucking probably like 20 save files and I have no issues with saving, no issues with any of that. Mm-hmm. But it's so much, you know, less. I like I wish I think city living is a good kind of balance. I wish it was a little bigger. Uh, you know, how each neighborhood has that little venue that you can go visit. I wish there was a little bit more, but I think that's a good compromise. Like 
you're in the neighborhood, but then you have little areas that you can run around and explore without having to go through a loading screen. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good compromise. And I wish more of the neighborhoods had had that, you know, like where you could do more exploring within the vicinity, not just kind of on your lot and maybe like a neighbor's lot or whatever. You could actually go into a certain area and do things, you know? I think my issue, and I don't know if it's, maybe I just don't notice it as much with Sims 4 that I did in Sims 3, and it might not be even a reason, it might not be the open world thing that pops up, or it might just be another reason. I am kind of a purist. I try not to play with mods. I play, I have some mods in, but for the most part, I usually, once, like I haven't played with mods since Sulani, because I took them out because, you know, the update, and I just never put them back in. Um, but, like, I liked the most about Sims 3 was that the world, because it was open world, the world kept going. Like, you know how you have MCC now to keep the world going while you're not, while you're playing and you're old thing, things are still happening around you? In the Sims 3, like, it just kept yeah. happening mm-hmm. without having a mod attached. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, that's why MCC, C, whatever, that's why that mod is so popular. Because before I installed MC Command Center, literally, when I I had been playing the Not So Berry Challenge before I actually, like, officially installed um, MC Command Center. And so I had gone through probably two, two or three generations without it. And the whole town were all ghosts. Or they were all elderly people. There was nobody in the neighborhood. And granted, my settings were probably, you know, a little bit messed up. But it's just crazy to me that that is, like, the default setting or whatever. is just to not put new people in. And, like, all the elderly people, none of them are married. None of them had kids. They're all just, like, the roomies, you know, they all just stayed in that same house. All grew old. Nothing ever happened. Nothing changed. Yeah. It's like, they should be getting married, getting divorced, having kids, like, they should be still progressing. I don't understand why they took that mechanic out of the and Sims. If nobody has any connections. And again, I don't know if that's part of the open world thing or in general, but that's one thing that also keeps me going back to Sims 3 is that everyone has some kind of connection. Like if you go into, you know, anybody's, any like established little home or whatever, you click their little family tree, they have a fucking family. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Something. Yeah. That's why I like I liked, and you can run into them. Like you, it, the only thing that Sims Four has is that stupid age progression while you're not playing the lot, which pissed me off because I didn't realize it was on, and then I went back mm-hmm. to play one of my one of my um other houses that I made. It was a different save file, but it was I guess the same save file. Does that make sense? It was the same like settings on two different yeah, yeah. save files. Well, no, no, yeah. It was it was the same um it was a different house in the same save file or whatever. But that I, I had created another person and and before I realized you can like, you know, recreate whatever. But I went in there and I had made this little family and it was two little twin girls and a single mom and I was really happy and I went in there and the mom was dead and the kids were like young adults. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? When did this happen? I didn't play you. What did you do? Yeah. Like, ugh, that pissed me off so much. Then I realized that you could turn that off. And I was like, thank you, baby Jesus. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's like either all or nothing in The Sims 4. Like, they're all going to get old and die real quick. Or they're not going to do anything at all. And yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, soup's great. <laughs> um, also, one thing that I... I guess you can't do it in Sims 4 because you don't have open world, I guess. I don't actually see why you can't do it, but it's create a world. Well, I mean, we have Newcrest, but you can't create like, that world. But you know how in Sims 3 you could create a whole yeah, world. Yeah, that's true. You can design an entirely new neighborhood and do the terrains and do the... There <sighs> was the create a world tool that did that, and there were some worlds out there that were just gorgeous. Like, you would look so at these, cool. and people would, like, they would make these worlds, and then they would fill them with houses, and fill those houses with families who had stories, and it was amazing. 
Yeah. There's some really talented people out there. It was just another way for people to show their creativity that we can't yeah. anymore, which is a shame. Yeah. Creator World is one of my favorite. And I don't, you know, I'm not a building person, but I loved Creator World. Like, I just liked making, you know, I just, that for me was fun. Or going in, then going in and like, like putting down a um, already established like restaurant or whatever and then gutting it and making it different. Yeah. I did that with Oasis Springs. I'm sure I've talked about it, but when Sims 4 first came out, maybe like the first summer I had it or something, I remember I saw Oasis Springs and I was like, oh, so much potential. Like, I'm so excited. I'm going to redo it. So I like just redid it as a little bit like classier. I kind of upgraded everything. I made it look a little bit more more Palm Spring-esque, I guess you could say. And I was really, really happy with it, except now that was fucking, what, six years ago. So that save file has been long deleted. But it was just so, I don't know, like I liked redoing that. My thing is, I wish that, you know, in Sims 2 where you had that lot, you could change the lot size and add lots anywhere you wanted? No. You know? Okay, so like... You know, you had your neighborhood and there was like a few established houses, but you could um, in the, you know, panel, you could pull up, make a, um, I think Sims 3 had like where you can make a custom lot, but basically you just, you know, choose the amount of squares you want for how big the lot you want and you can put it wherever. You just have to choose alongside the road, obviously, but you can just put it wherever you can make as big or as small lots as you want. I miss that because in Sims 4, it's just the pre-made lots. You know, you can't change the size of them. You can't do anything with them. Whereas Sims 2, and I think Sims 3, I'm pretty sure, you could have custom-sized lots. So you could add a lot more. You know, if you want to make like a tiny house village, you could just literally make all these little lot sizes, have them all there. You know what I mean? Or if you wanted to reestablish the way the neighborhood's laid out, you could do that. Whereas you can't do that in the Sims 4. So I don't know. Once, okay. <laughs> Can we just take one tiny, like, planned tangent, just one divergent off the choo-choo track really quick. What is with everyone's obsession with living in a fucking shoebox? <laughs> that is reality for a lot of people, Vanity. We don't have the choice anymore. Can confirm uh, I live in a shoebox in real life. It's not great. I just no, want all the like, big houses. You know, like, like all the HGTVs, like, tiny house revolution, and I'm going to live in a ton of house. On a... What is everyone's obsession with that? I don't want to have to climb a ladder to get into my loft bed where I can't sit up because it's too close to the mother trucking ceiling. I don't want to have to move my couch to get to my pantry, which is on the floor underneath the couch. I don't want <laughs> Okay. I will tell you, tiny house revolution. I can't. So a bunch of white people figured out, oh... If we have a smaller house, we don't have as much like an impact on the environment. So we're going to create this like tiny house movement. And oh, look how fun and creative we are, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, though, where it's really popular is like in the San Francisco area. They have these tiny homes that are movable, though, because literally homelessness is like, you know, rampant in California because that's the best weather. So it's a trailer. It's a mobile home. Yeah, and they can move it. In the 2000s, when people lived in trailers, they were made fun of and called trailer trash. But now, it's fucking chic and cool to live in a trailer. It's been gentrified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yep. hate people. Yep. It's literally a necessity <laughs> Between, for a huge oh. majority of Americans who cannot afford to live like you know, in houses. So they had to come up with compromises in order to have an address so they can have a job so they can overcome homelessness. And then white people decided it was cute. So, you know, whatever. Karen and fucking Rob thought it was a great idea and moved into a tiny house. But I just think I, my husband's 6'4", like that's not going to work. <laughs> we could not fit in a tiny house. <laughs> I, um, so I had, hearing loss in my left ear and I had to have an um, MRI at one point in time to make sure to see what the, what, they were, what was going on and that's when I realized that my claustrophobia I have claustrophobia but it's not like bad I'm not like you know I can't be in an elevator 
But I realize my claustrophobia is triggered immensely by the fact if I cannot sit up, if I can't sit up, I panic. And the fact that those fucking houses have those beds that are stuck up next to the ceiling triggers my anxiety just looking at them laying in it. You can't stand up. Have you seen the concept of a Japanese capsule hotel? That sounds... What the fuck is that? What the fuck I was just thinking that? that. So a capsule hotel is basically... Um, in Japan, they have these these capsule hotels. And you it's not a room. It's basically a bed, but they're like stacked up on top of each other. And you basically slide into this hole mm. where you have mm. a mattress mm. and a pillow. Mm. You can sit up in it, mm. though. You just slide into the hole and I lost you, my life. Well, you can you can sit up in them, though. But it's basically just, yeah, you're, you're between can these two walls. And all there is space for is... I think I think in most of them you can you can sit up. Mm-mm, that that like that literally just like triggered something in me. Like I could just think of me trying to sleep and then roll over, but I can't roll over. But then I what if I want to sit up and I can't sit up? And how do you go to pee? And so I can never go to space. This is why I can never go to space because I feel like I would have to sleep in something like that in space, and you would have to shoot me out. I couldn't take it. Shoot me into the abyss. You don't want to float. Um, can I, as long as I can move freely around, I'll float. That's fine. But dear God, no, that, yeah, that was just my, you know, those, those are my asides. If I can't sit up, I can't do it. Like that pod that's in the Sims 4, that weird pod that you pee in and it, or you, it also, yeah, yeah, that yeah. pod. No. Like the, no. Mm-mm. No. Couldn't be an old school vampire who sleeps in a coffin. It's not like the the capsule the capsule hotels aren't like that. Like I do I do think you can sit up in them because you're able to like move around as well. You just can't stand. Because like literally all I could think of when you said capsule hotel was those pods in Sims Four. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's kind of like it's kind of like closed bunk beds, if that makes sense. Like you could sit. You can Ooh, you can sit up in a bunk bed, yeah. and that's basically it. Except it's completely closed off. Okay, your little part of the bunk bed. But I think it's longer. Yes, it's quite a bit longer because there's like little shelves and, and a like TV, a TV. Yeah. There's like stuff. Like it's in like a there. tiny hotel room yeah. shoved into a bunk bed. But I feel like how did we get here? But how can we segue back to the Sims? Because again, I live in a fucking shoebox. I don't understand the tiny houses either. I need space. Basically, no, basically it's because we need space. And where do you have space? In an open world segway. You know what I miss about open worlds the most? And this is such a fucking worse thing to say. But I miss planning out the day so that, like, for example, let's say my girl like works at the hospital or whatever in Sims 3. But I want to, like, go on a date. So I like go on a date, head to the grocery store, pick up groceries for the week, and then, oh, what's right next door to the hospital? Oh, right on time, five o'clock for my shift, go in my shift and work at the hospital. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I used to do that all the time. I would like plan out the Sims day. So she would go into town, do whatever she needed to do, and then go to the hospital or wherever she worked. You know what I mean? I always planned it out like that. Like, I never just waited for work to come to me. I would always go out and do stuff. I do miss that about open world is that because you can't really do that. I mean, nowadays I'll like have my sim go to a lot and then when it's time for work, they just, you know, disappear. So it's like kind of like that, but not really, you know, I just miss going to the movies in the Sims. I don't know why that was like a thing that I did all the time, but I did. I loved the movies too, because it had a great um, moodlet. Yeah, and it was a great somewhere to just send your sim for a little bit if you had other stuff to do. Just, just go to a movie, fucking figure and it out. And then you can also, like, meet a date there and go on a date to the movies. Ugh, it was just good times. I miss the movie theater. I oh, know, that was cool. Yeah, I just wish there was more, even more rabbit hole stuff. For the holidays, I always add the, um, service there's like some kind of service that you can attend and it just sends all the sims off the lot on a rabbit hole 
But I always add that to my holidays just to like get rid of all my Sims for a little bit. Like I want to do other things. Can you all just leave for a minute? Like I like doing that. I would do that with my children. I'd send them, I'd send them off to whatever boarding school that they would just go away and then come back with skills and also not in my house. Is that bad? Eh, not bad, but, you know, not great. <laughs> Wait, can I tell my funny yes, um, tell story? It. Okay, I kind of have two. One I'm pretty sure I've told, so I don't know if I should tell it, but the other one... Sims 3, I I always play girls. Okay, sorry, guys. I always play girls. That's just what I do. So my lady, I had her, like, a new Sim, brand new, moved in. Next door, and I don't remember if this was Sunset Valley, but next door there was a couple, and I think they had, like, a dog or maybe a baby. I don't know. They had something. So they were doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. Uh, within a few days of moving in, I had her go and visit the couple at their house because I was having her meet all the neighbors and that couple was fighting and I remember being so surprised like coming into the house and they're fighting with each other I was like oh that's kind of weird but whatever so I leave and then a couple days later I come back and there is the lady is single in the house and there's a baby and like a pet or whatever and I'm like whoa like what just happened so I went into the like edit town the husband was living somewhere else they were divorced and the mom was living there by herself with the uh, baby and the animal. So, like, that's crazy. Then the lady proceeded to have, like, a million husbands. Literally, she would have a husband. And then within a few whatever weeks, that guy would be gone living somewhere by himself. Then a new guy would come in. And then that guy would be off living somewhere by himself. And then a new guy would come in. And it was, like, different people from the neighborhood because I had made a bunch of people in the neighborhood, too. So I was just like, what is this lady's life? Like, I don't understand. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. But I remember just thinking it was so funny that – and then the guy would just live in another random house. And sometimes he would move in with, like, random people. So there's all these, like, single divorced guys just, like, living around the neighborhood. It was the fucking weirdest thing. It was kind of amazing, but it was fun to watch. Yep. So that's my weird open world story, I guess. I don't know. I liked watching that. I just, like, every time I logged in, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I know. It was, it was, and like, I don't know it if was it was like super told, glitchy. The story told itself. Like, you know, yeah. just be part, it was like me just being part of it, but the story told itself, and I liked it. Yeah, I really liked that. I was always finding random things. One of them, I was playing an actor or an actress, and in the uh, Bridgeport, and the girl was a little bit, you know, like she liked to date, and she hadn't broken up with her current partner before like getting with a new person I just forgot to have her break up with the other person and so she was like in public in like the middle of Bridgeport and she started kissing the new guy and everyone because she was a celebrity so like all the sims just like ran up to her and started like freaking out because she was like cheating on her you know um partner or whatever with someone else and she's a famous celebrity so I just remember like paparazzi and all these people literally like the entire neighborhood was like just standing there watching her I was like okay guys like calm down (laughs) so funny I don't remember I honestly think I might have like moved moved her like out of the city and moved her like more in that other neighborhood in Bridgeport because it was so bad like she had paparazzi hounding her she instantly got like a terrible reputation like it totally like ruined her life just like kissing a random guy on the street <laughs> it was so crazy I was like wow like judgmental much like she's Louise like what the heck this is a normal lady that's so funny I feel like all of the Sims in Sims 3 are just judgy bitches. Yes, yeah, super petty. So I like it. I like that everyone's petty. Mars, do you want to tell us about the the mod? Uh, yes. Okay, so currently, as we are recording, there is a mod by Arnie on Patreon. And 
uh, it's called the Brooklyn Heights open world mod. So I want to talk about it because this mod is currently not available to the public. It is only available by becoming a patron of this creator. But it got uh, released, like someone from Patreon or it got released without the creator basically approving it to the public. And a bunch of like people on YouTube are playing it. And it's kind of like, uh, like, did they get it? You know, do they get it from the creator? Are they a Patreon? I don't know. So um, this Arnie person is like, you know, just kind of like <laughs> trying to like have like reaching out to the community and just saying, hey, like, if you see this link anywhere, like, please report it, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they're just doing their best because this sucks. Like they have this because the mod's in beta still right now. So that's why it's behind the Patreon wall, because it's in beta. You know, they want to test it out. They want to have just a few people figure it out before they release it, obviously. Or if they decide to not release it, I mean, it's their mod. They can make people pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's reasonable. So, um, but it looks so cool. So I wanted to talk about it because I'm like, I would love to play this, but I'm nervous to like talk about it because I don't want people finding the free thing and then not following this person and giving them you know the stuff that they deserve please interjection really quick because our friendly neighborhood editor <laughs> it's it's called Brooke Heights not Brooklyn Heights because she <laughs> Brooklyn Heights is a drag queen from oh my Rip god is that what I'm thinking Oh my god, it is Brooke Heights. <gasps> oh my god, I'm fucking cackling it, it over Brooke here. Heights. Oh man. I'm totally thinking RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Oh my god, Marissa. Okay. No, that is really funny. Proceed I'm on. Their website. I literally just have their website pulled up. Is it? Heights. <laughs> Shantae, you stay. Listen, always think RuPaul at all times. That is so true. Anyway, okay. So this mod. It's open world. It's like kind of looks like New York. It's like a New York thing. But there's a story mode where you can literally just play a story mode. The buildings are interactive. So it says there's an open venue and then there's like the rabbit hole, which that's the same as Sims 3. There's cars and planes. So essentially you like fly to Brook Heights and then it's basically like a vacation town, but you can technically live there. Um, there's open careers, which is like being a pilot, all that stuff, which I think is pretty cool. They have new build by items. So it says this pack includes off lot walls, room hider, cute chair, cars, hammock, spiral staircase, and much more. And then it says you can customize the world. Um, that's still in beta, but you can customize it if you want, when you, if you download it. And then it's, there's going to be expansion through updates. So more careers, more this and that. So if this seems interesting to you, like I definitely recommend following them on Patreon. Like it just seems so cool. And on their website, which we'll post in the show notes, it tells you, you know, the requirements and everything you need for Brook Heights. But yeah, like from what I've seen, it looks bomb as hell. It's just so crazy to me that these creators are so amazing, so creative, so like technical, technically advanced that they can create something like this within the game. And so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of shout them out. I feel really bad that their like stuff got leaked before it's ready because it's still in beta. It's not even that it's ready and they're just not releasing it. Like they're still, it's still in beta. They're still updating it, you know? So anyway, I just want to shout that out. If you downloaded it and you're not a Patreon, like check the source and report that um, because that's not the right, like, that's not the right source, you know, and we'll put all of their official sources in our websites or in our, the show notes so you can know exactly what it is. But I may join their Patreon and talk about it. If you guys want us to, let us know because I'll just join their Patreon and then download it and we can talk about it and compare it to Sims 3 and everything. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just want to talk about Brook Heights. <laughs> and also, the amazingness is Brooklyn Heights. 
We love you, Brooklyn. We love Brooklyn Heights. RuPaul's Drag Race Queens. Love it. Okay, moving on. I will never let that go, but yes i know evie is great as well evie i love you i follow you i follow you on the insta you are amazing but brooklyn was robbed sorry kimchi is still my favorite oh i love kimchi okay. i love kimchi. Anyway, and that was rupaul's section right there um so any um anything else you want to say about open world ava anything else you 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 hate or love or just want to gripe about want to add some salt I think if they made it today, maybe they could make it work. Um, Sims 3 was definitely a good attempt. But unfortunately, it had a lot of problems when it started, and those problems were never fixed. They just kept throwing more and more stuff in there, and it just kept getting harder and harder to run, which is a shame. I just, I think that is very accurate, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the exact issue. Yeah, they didn't really take into account the average person's computer they, I don't know so it's like what kind of computers are they using that they could have all of this stuff because even on my laptop which is brand new and it is like a gaming laptop even though that's kind of an oxymoron but it's like a very I don't know advanced laptop I can I can run sims 3 and like one expansion pack maybe like I can barely run anything with the sims 3 on my laptop and it's crazy to me because it's a really advanced laptop i have i can play a ton more games on there and i have no issues so i don't know i don't, I don't know like i don't think sims 4 is the right is capable of, it's not the right thing you can't just like recreate the game you made you know it's already done you can't now make okay now we updated it with open world it's not it won't it won't work that way and people yeah the mod mm-hmm. will work i guess i mean i don't know i've never played it but i just feel like I know when you make a new game, you want to try to be different and add more things, but I don't think that Sims 4, Sims 4 did it in some ways, but didn't do it in other ways. And I'm like, you didn't add more. You kind of took away and like revamped, which is not the same. Yeah, it is not. But that's just my thought process on that. Yeah. And, you know, nostalgia. I think it's hard when you're working against someone's nostalgia because we're always going to remember the previous games being way better than they were. We're always going to, we're not going to remember the bad things about the games. We're going to remember the good things about the games. And that's just life in general. So I feel bad in that way for the Sims team because they, they're working up against nostalgia and you can't, it doesn't matter what you do. It's never going to be right because someone's perception of something, you can't recreate some random person's perception of something. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't exist in the world. <laughs> so it's kind of a mix of like we as a community managing our expectations, but then also the Sims team delivering and delivering not half-assed stuff or not saying they're going to fix something and then it's not fixed. <laughs> skin tones. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you know, it's just like. You got a, you got a little cough there, Marissa. It's no corona, <laughs> is it? You got a little tickle in your throat? I'm sorry. I do. I have a tickle in my throat and it's contagious. It's called blotchy, ashy ass skin tones in the Sims 4. Sorry, my throat's a little ashy from the non-representation of my skin tone. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> feeling a little tickle in the back of my throat. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we might be allergic to bullshit. Oh, was that is that the diagnosis? I don't know. What? Also, this is my aside to the people who are like, "Well, you can just, of course, you. Why are you bitching about the skin tone?" I would like to also be in the group too. <laughs> if I'm gonna play a game where I can make a person, why can't I make a person that looks like me? I've already been fucking work like worked over by everything that motherfucking EA does when it comes to fucking video games. I'm looking at mm-hmm. I am looking at you mm-hmm. Dragon Age Origins. Um I've already been I've already been pissed off by time trying to make a black person in any kind of any kind of video game. Like on a console. This game is all about making the person. And I still can't do it. Fuck you. I mean, yeah, it's it's what we talked about in the family episode too. It's like it's it's a life simulation game. It is irresponsible to have 
one type or a few types of people represented and not everybody. It's like that's your whole job is to to give people access to make themselves, make people they know, make family members, make celebrities, you know, make whoever they want. That's the whole fucking thing. And if you're only showing, you know, a handful of types of people, then you're immediately alienating tons of your audience. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, does it make sense? Make it make sense. Anyway. I think what bothers me the most is that they said they were going to fix it and then the update happened and nothing changed. And I'm like, I'm confused. <sighs> nothing changed. Still blotchy. It's not And like, blotchy. they have... But it is still blocked. They have well. so many people in the, the community. The hairs look a little bit better. I'm looking at uh, Mira Mira, who who know how to do this shit properly. Like, why not just reach out to them and go like, hey, yes. how'd you do this? Because they've proven that it can be done. Yeah. Or hire someone like her. It just makes me wonder yeah. who is working there that they don't know how to make not even just like african-american or black people but different types of like you know filipino thai people so many that's why it's important for people of color to be in yeah. the room where it happens i'm gonna just like quickly put my pr hat on and go like hey um just so you know it might be a really good PR opportunity for you to reach out to someone in the community and, you know, ask for their help to show that you're building bridges instead of just doing your own shit. You know, it's just, I'm just saying it, it might be a very good opportunity to show that you are listening to your audience and also, you know, get them, getting them involved in the process that might, uh, that might be a better use of your time than, I don't know, getting another game changer. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's, I think it's a smart idea to reach out, I think specifically to X Mira Mira because they, I mean, she is so prominent in the community, but, and also to show if they're getting constant feedback of, you know, you're not listening to the community, you are depending on custom content creators to fix the holes in your game. You're not blah, blah, blah. If they're getting that constant feedback, reaching out to someone like X Mira Mira, having her work on, the skin tones for them or whatever, however that co collaboration happens, that collaboration, I think, will buy back a lot of trust with people to show, oh, not only are they reaching out to a real Black person to understand things, but they're also kind of giving that handshake emoji, you know what I mean, to custom content creator because they are dependent on custom content creators like that is a thing that they do so why not just be open about it and say hey like we're not going to approve her mod we're going to have her make something for us that's like you know run fully by the game and it's fully vetted but we see you we understand you we appreciate you like yeah, <laughs> yeah the point is though um it just it feels sometimes the sims 4 can feel a little lacking in content which is in stark contrast to The Sims 3 that gave us so, so much and asked for so little in return, but could sometimes, you know, be a bit nerve-wracking with the bugs. Um, but the fact that it was so much fun to play, like, made us determined to find workarounds to make it work because we wanted to play it so bad. And like I said before, and if something like this were to happen with The Sims 4 and it became unplayable because of bugs or whatever, I don't think I would be that hard-pressed to look for a solution so that I could still play it. I'd just be like, meh, move on. I kind of agree. I concur. Yeah. I do like quite a bit of the mods, and I do like um, quite a bit of the custom content I have in The Sims, so I might just go back to like a building role if the gameplay became unbearable. But still, it is kind of frustrating that you spend, I spent so much money on this game just to make it like a building simulator. You know what I mean? Like, No, I get you. It's, it's still a life simulator and should be able to fulfill its purpose in that. But it just feels so empty sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like I, it, I it, it looks pretty, but doesn't do much. And well, like sometimes it's just 
more disappointing than anything else, which is a shame because I know these developers, they work so hard and I wish I could just like have a sit down with them and really ask them like, what is stopping you from going all out with this? This is a series that's being produced by a triple A producer like EA's got millions and billions that they can throw at this game. It is a very successful franchise. Like what is stopping you from really pulling out all stops and going ham with this game? Is it because of the higher ups telling you what to do? Is it the engine that is is limiting you? I want to know. If any sim gurus are listening, I would love to have this conversation with you and just, you know, figure out I know you guys are talented and I know you can freaking do it. So why why is it not happening? Why why is it not possible? That's what I want to yeah. know. And and we're not like negating the stuff that they've done. They have done really great stuff. You know, they do have a legacy of, you know, having LGBTQ people, having black people a, a lot of you know, when they played Sims 1, it was the first time, like, a Black person was in a game that you could create, you know, a Black person, an Asian person or whatever. You know what I mean? So I'm not, like, negating, and we're not negating the stuff that they've done. They have made a lot of strides in the industry, but it's reaching the point where it's like, okay, we have things we need, and it feels like you're not listening to us, and there's obviously a misconception miscommunication here and there's just a lot of that kind of every time a game thing is is announced there's huge backlash huge controversy all this drama twitter blows up everyone's pissed it's like okay that's not how game launches should happen like it should be you know of course some some people that are mad and frustrated about it but it should be at least like 50% happy right like now it's like 30% happy and you know 70% mad and, and so there is like an issue and if you are a game guru sim guru and you're listening and you do want to like speak about it on a platform fucking come and talk to us like we're nice normal people we won't be mean to you we just want to hear things you know we just we just want to understand because just posting stuff on twitter or like having announcements where you just say what you're thinking that's still not like a lot of people still don't understand. And they're like, okay, well, you're not really addressing the real issues. You know what I mean? Because they announce stuff all the time, but they still leave out a lot of stuff that people are mad about. So I don't know. You know, it should be nice to like hear it from the horse's mouth, I guess, like what the real plan yeah. is. There is no plan. <laughs> there is no real plan. We're all just fucking confused. I think that's what I, it is. I think, I think the way it's going to go is... The Sims 1, The Sims 2, The Sims 3, they're all very memorable. People still have very fond memories of those games and still revisit them regularly. And I think once Sims 5 rolls around, if it rolls around, um, Sims 4 is just going to maybe be largely forgotten. Just be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a thing that happened. If I had to choose between Sims 1, 2, 3, and 4, and if I could only ever play one ever again it wouldn't be the sims 4 nah it's no for yeah. me dog it's no for yeah. me dog it'd be like sims 3 probably or 2 most likely yeah. 2 or 3 probably three. but yeah, here we have two or three. kind of gone off the rails again as uh, as 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 we usually do we were talking about open worlds and then we were just talking about the state of the game and the disappointment in our lives again but it all basically rolls back uh, we you gave us an open world you gave us all this content and now everything we're getting is just so lacking it it just it's it's noticeable coming from the sims 3 to the sims 4 it's it's noticeable um but yeah no that's that's basically us about open worlds i think uh tell us what you thought about the sims 3 did you have an awesome computer back in the day and could you run it without crashing uh if if you did if that was the case i fucking hate you no but um yeah <laughs> tell us about tell us about your experiences did you have any cool workarounds that you had to use to prevent 
uh, crashing, did you encounter the dreaded error 12? And would you like to have a virtual drink with me while we uh, lament and relive our trauma? Uh, let us know. Hit us up on the socials. What are those? What are those socials, guys? Well, if you want to let us know, you can uh, go to Instagram and Twitter because we're there. There, we're pump Plumbob Cast. You can go to Plumbob Podcast on Reddit, under the Plumbob Podcast on Facebook and Tumblr, um, or you can email us at under the Plumbob Podcast at gmail.com or go to our website underthelumbob.com and the contact form links to our Gmail. All of these things happen. You can do it. Um, and let's let us know some stuff. Like, Or if you're like, hey guys, we get it. You're fucking salty about whatever. But how about next time you just talk about this and therefore you don't be salty about it? Let us know. Yeah, that would be nice. I feel like our last couple episodes have been like a little bit salty. So maybe we need to a little bit fun that we all love i think we're hitting dead sea levels at this point but yeah, you i'm know, getting we i'm are. life has been rough and um our usual sunny outlook our usual sunny disposition is not so sunny anymore you know it's getting a little bit cloudy so if we're getting too salty for your taste let us know we'll try to dial it back a little you know if you're watching your sodium intakes that's fine just just let us know when, when we catch you <laughs> It's true. I mean, at the end of the day, like, we are, you know, a Sims podcast, so there is a, a level of escapism when it comes to listening to this podcast. Obviously, it's about video games. But at the end of the day, we are still people living in the world. We are still human. We're going to have human reactions to thing and things and human experiences. And I don't think any of us right now are jumping for joy so happy about the state of the world is in. So, that may bleed into things a little bit, but really, truly, like we do want to, you know, have a nice podcast for you guys and have you guys listen and reminisce and think about all the things, you know, Sims related. So I don't know, just let us know what you want us to talk about. We'll definitely do some brainstorming and see what kind of, you know, maybe brings more of a smile to our face about a certain conversation and, you know, just kind of go from there. All right. I guess that's us then for today yeah thanks for uh going on this on this big big journey in this big big world with us it's been super fun um and we'll uh, we'll see you again next time in the meantime remember to drink your water and save your game for the love of god save your game <laughs> okay bye 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 irrational oh that's also why i can never be like if i get kidnapped and thrown into a trunk i know there's that release valve and most old most new trunks and everything but i would panic too much to think about it you know are putting people in trunks even like a thing anymore maybe because there's emergency valves there's so many ways you can like kick out the the um back headlights like there's so many ways like that car creators or whatever inventors are doing so people don't get trapped in cars anymore so I don't know I mean I'm sure it's a thing 100% but you know what I mean it's like it's good that car creators are fucking aware of that and are fucking making it easy to be able to get out of trunks because that's a terrifying concept Hi, we need to put all these different tips and tricks. So there is. There's literally <laughs> on at least on my my car when I open the trunk, and I don't have like an SUV or whatever. I just have a little Hyundai. But when I open up the trunk, there is a literal like sticker that says it shows a person in the trunk, and then it shows you like how to get out of it. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's like literally yeah, so, that so if you were trapped in, you would out. see that picture and go, "Oh, okay, so I do this, I do this, I do this." Like, so I feel like if I be more creative. Mine's a lever guys. that glows in that glows in the dark, and it has a picture. It, like you just pull, it has a picture of the guy like hopping out of the trunk, and you just pull the lever and hop out the trunk. But whatever, whatever. Okay, but. Like, in my car, it wouldn't work because I drive a Ford K, and um, it's tiny. The trunk literally would not fit a person. And also, it's one of those open trunks. 
so oh, hatchback? all the yeah so all you'd have to do is like pop your head up and people could see you through the back window yeah. <laughs> yep and just all you'd have to do was like wave like help like hello, maybe show your bound hands here. like i'm being kidnapped call the police pop your head up like hello also i have so much crap in my trunk there was literally no room for a person so if anybody tried to like carjack me and then kidnap me for ransom I don't know why they would, but, you know. Yeah, um, yeah no, there's no department. space. You would have to take out the three cake boxes. Is there cake um, in there? You would have to take <laughs> out all of my, no, not anymore, all of the shopping bags, all of my coats that I don't have space for in my wardrobe because I live in a shoebox. You would just have to take all that um, shit out there's first. There's a whole um, ass rug in my trunk. Well. It's been, it's been in there for two years. <laughs> Is that in case you need to transport a body and can't find a rug? I mean, it's a fuzzy rug. At least she'll be transported in style. Oh my god. M- Melissa just said that they call her car a trash can on wheels. Mine is the same. That is so funny. <laughs> like, I, I don't even have I don't even have the danger of, like, picking up hitchhikers, even if I was that stupid. There would literally be no space for them to sit, because my back seat is just, is just so covered weird. in chunks. I feel like they'd be like, okay, people get in my car. I'm like, hi, move over the water bottles. Move over my this. Scoot off this. <laughs> yep. Get that. And they'd be like, oh, what's in your backseat? There are roller skates in my Okay, backseat. let me just let me just um, move some stuff. Actually, uh, I mean, there's space on the roof. And it's, and then, and then somebody, <laughs> I just tie you up there. <laughs> the other day, I drove somebody and they had a pretzel, those pretzels from the restaurant. And she left it in my car. And then I saw her again. Um last week and she's like is that pretzel still in your backseat i'm like probably <laughs> <laughs> i don't go back there 